Welcome to Evolution in Controls. I'm your host, Tim Wilson. Thank you for joining us. This is a special episode of Evolution in Controls where we will spend our time with a special guest talking about ourselves. On June 1st of this year, Morell joined forces with a sister Bosch Rexroth distributor, Womack Machine Supply Company, and the two companies became one under the ownership of Platte River Equity. Womack had been purchased by Platte River in February, and in June, Morell joined Womack. Leading this effort was Mr. Matt Oldroyd, CEO of Womack. He joins us here today to talk about what this means for the companies, and more importantly to you, our viewers, what these changes mean for the technological solutions upon which we all depend. Matt is not a stranger to our industry or technology, having led Womack as a chief executive for six years. He's now the CEO of the new Womack Group, and he's here to share his insights and hopefully give us some clues about what lies ahead. Matt, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Tim. It's great to be with you. So before we jump into all of the details, tell us a little bit about Womack. Our viewers may not be familiar with them. Sure. So Womack was founded by Bob Womack in 1953 in Dallas. And so this year we're actually celebrating our 70th birthday, which is a, a fun milestone. The company grew and evolved as an industrial distributor and really specialized in fluid power or hydraulics. I would say primarily focused on hydraulics, pneumatics, and now electromechanical solutions. We ultimately wrote the book on fluid power. And, and so uh, Bob and his team wrote textbooks for, <laughs> for hydraulics that are still in use today. They College, literally wrote the textbooks. Literally wrote the textbooks. And they're used in colleges and courses today. And so certainly the company evolved over time, uh, focused primarily on mobile equipment, um, heavy industry, and then more recently on factory automation and expanded over time to now cover 19 states before combining with Morel to cover the, the broader footprint that we headquartered have Headquartered in Dallas? Headquartered in Dallas. So they grew in both geography and they grew in products and solutions as well? Sure. So product lines were, as you know, our, our supplier partners are, are critical partners for us. And we believe that we represent the best, best partners, best product lines in the world. And so that's always been a driver for us of partnering with those top supplier partners and being their best representatives to then collaborate with our customers to, again, be able to provide them with the best solutions that they can. So over time, Bob ultimately sold the business in 2006 to one of his employees, Mike Rowlett. And Mike's, Mike joked that he started buying other uh, Rexroth distributors on a credit card using his line of credit, and he bought adjacent distributors, and that gave us a, a broader territory, including Montana, um, the Mountain West, and the Southeast with Alabama. And then obviously with that came some different supplier partners and, and certainly a broader geography with different customers and, and industries served. Okay. Well, I mentioned in my introduction that uh, transaction transpired. Do you want to tell us exactly what happened? Sure. So as I mentioned, Mike bought the company from Bob in 2006. A funny story is in 2000, Mike went to Bob and proposed that he buy him out. And Bob was so offended that he didn't talk to Mike for about six months. And uh, Mike actually thought it was a win-win, right? He thought, hey, I, I think Bob wants to retire. I think this is a positive. But Bob was offended. Uh, thankfully, they reconciled that. And uh, ultimately, like I said, Mike bought the company in 2006. Mike's health started to deteriorate. He and I were friends. I was the CEO of a specialty MRO business in Dallas previously. And so we were on a board together. We were in a CEO group together. And so we had always talked about working together and the timing was just never right. And then finally in 2017, 
I joined Mike, um, and uh, the, the goal was to help him focus on his retirement and his health, and, and I would focus on building Womack and, and growing and, and uh, plan for the future. And so all that backstory to say we started looking for investment partners that would be able to help fulfill Mike's goals. And so we found two private equity firms that focused on minority transactions in 2020. And so in December of 20, we, we partnered with them. Mike still maintained majority ownership of the business. And that was a great partnership. It went really well. Uh, so well, in fact, that while we were expecting to be uh, aligned with them for about five years, two years in, they, they said, look, guys, we're, we're at our goal. Let's, uh, we're we're going to part ways. So in, in 23, we actually found another partner, Platte River Equity, as you mentioned, uh, that we've known for about five years. They're a great group out of Denver. And uh, they purchased the company on February 1st of 23. So that's, that's how we got to where we are right now. Well, it's clearly been a busy time. How has the, the process gone? What, what, what have we accomplished so far? So it's been a really busy time, obviously. So that, that initial partnership with Platte River starting on February 1st, it's getting to know a new group, working together, obviously looking to make improvements as, as much as you can. And then on the day of the transaction, I reached out to our, our friends at Morell. Literally on the day. Literally, yeah, actually the day before, just to let them know because we're, we're dear friends, we've known them for a long time, mm-hmm. and said, look guys, this is what's going on with us, and if, you are, if you're interested or you would consider joining forces with us, we would love to have that conversation. And thankfully, Mark and Mark were open to that, and uh, we, we started that ball rolling so that June 1st, uh, we, uh, we were able to uh, Admiral Group uh, to the to Womack Group. So it's been a few months now, and you talked about joining forces, and I said, mentioned that in my introduction. What does joining forces look like? What's what does that mean for the two companies? You know, I'm I'm uncomfortable talking about ourselves so much, right? Because to me, it's not about us. It's about what does this mean for our customers, and what does it and what does it mean for our supplier? Partners? So, what does it mean for our customers <laughs> so, with the two companies? Sure. So, joining forces to me is really exciting because you have two organizations. They're both really strong organizations. Mm-hmm. They're both really culturally aligned. Their values are aligned, and then they have complementary expertise. And so what to me is so exciting is you're able to take every single function, every single group within both companies and put them side by side and say, how do you serve your customer in this situation? How do you serve your customer in this situation? Which, which is best? Or how, what can we learn from each other? And then our goal is to implement a, the, the best in class solution across every single part of the organization by function. That's what's most exciting to me. So I'll... I'll address it from that standpoint. To our customers, what about having one larger company is better than having just two separate companies? You know, I, I don't believe bigger is always better, right? Okay. And so, All right. so to me, in this case, it is better, and here's why. What happens is now you have expertise with literally centuries of experience across the country in different applications where now we can collaborate and join forces around engineering, design, um, manufacturing, you, you name it. We can now join forces to say, Tim, in your situation, what can we do to help you leapfrog your customer or leapfrog your own technology as our customer to be the best that you can be? That's what's exciting to me. Does, does each company bring specializations or special knowledge or skills that maybe the other one doesn't have or that maybe is complementary? 
They really do. They're very complementary. So interestingly, Womack's expertise has primarily been in mobile equipment. About 65% of the Womack business is in mobile equipment, mobile OEMs. Okay. Um, but they're also, we are, from a Womack perspective, we're very strong in industrial, especially heavy industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so industrial accounts and, and customers there. Also in factory automation, but less so than Morel. So then if I contrast that with Morel, Morel's really strong in factory automation. Morel is also strong in mobile equipment, not as big as, as Womack. So again, that's where the two complements come in. And then on heavy industry, again, I think um, Morel has done a good job. I think Womack just has a larger presence. So you put the three together, or put the three groups across both companies together, and that's where I believe there's huge opportunities for us to better support our customers. So one company's got expertise in a certain area that they can share with the other one, and it goes both directions. Absolutely. And that's not just in it's not just in customer expertise or application expertise and the technology. It goes through all aspects of the organization. Well, let's talk about technology. Our viewers they look at technological solutions and new trends in in technology. What about a bigger company is going to en- enable us to do technological solutions? Are we going to be able to do things that we couldn't do as either one company or the other? Absolutely. So I think that's, that's one of the most exciting things. If you look at, at the trends that are happening, whether it's electrification, whether it's pure electrification, electrification of hydraulics, whether it is yeah. the, the onshoring, reshoring, demographic challenges we're having with, with labor and therefore the automation requirements that go along with that, all of those different things are hard to do if you don't have scale. But now, with, when you combine forces with both organizations and take our engineering talent and all of our design engineers and overall capabilities that we have, it puts us in a place to be able to do things for customers and partner with suppliers that we wouldn't be able to do individually. So there are customers that we're going to be able to address that we may not have been able to address as an individual company. Definitely. Yeah, I, b- I believe that there's, it opens a lot of doors for us in ways to, to support customers better, like, like we couldn't necessarily do as, as smaller companies. The sum of the whole being greater than the sum of the parts. Absolutely. Okay. Well, there's got to be some milestones ahead. What, what, is the, what are the, the milestones look like for us as we move down this integration process? You know, when we started this path, we, we said from the beginning, let's not make it, we don't want to mess anything up. Right? And so both companies are strong. Let's make sure we take advantage of that. And while we go down this path, we're going to make sure that we do our very best to keep, uh, keep the wheels on, keep, keep rolling down the highway, and uh, make, make changes along the way. So yes, we have different milestones associated with every function within both companies. And so we have team leaders that are responsible for uh, each of those work streams, if you will. Um, they may be from Womack or Morel, and they have a, a partner from the other organization to help them be successful. And then they have a, a plan across each of those organizations to help bring the two together. And like I said, implement the best solution or the best approach or process for each of those groups. It doesn't sound like there's any shortage of opportunities. There's not. I mean, I, I would like, for us, the, the great thing is it's not about a lack of opportunities, right? Um, but we also know we can't boil the ocean. We have, to, we have to be focused, right? And so to me, it's how do you prioritize the opportunities that you have? Where's, where can we have the biggest impact on, for our customers? And where can we best support our supplier partners? When we talk to customers, the feedback we get is, is consistent. And that is, you represent the best products in the world, and you have the best technical talent 
to apply or implement those products. We want to continue to build on that as we look toward the future. And so now as we try and prioritize our efforts, we need to make sure that we're looking for the best opportunities, again, to truly differentiate ourselves with our customers to help them accomplish things that they may never have thought possible. You know, you said the future, you used the word future in your, in your answer just a second ago. That's a, good, that, that's a good pivot point. What does the future look like? If you look down the road five years from now, what does Morel plus Womack, the Womack group, what do we look like? What do we think or hope to accomplish? To me, the right now is a very exciting time to be here. Uh, not just because it, you look at all the trends that, that are, are happening, the macro trends like I mentioned, but also bringing the, the two groups of experts together to me is, is a pivotal moment. And so I, I think as I look forward, the big excitement to me is can you take the best of the Womack territory and overlay it in the Morel territory? And can you take the best of the Morel territory and overlay it in the Womack territory? And if you think, for me, five years down the road, what success looks like is you have best-in-class process and representation for our customers and our supplier partners in that entire territory with the ability to now look beyond and say, Mr. Customer, you know, Ms. Supplier, what do you need from us? How can we help support you and get to the next level? We have a platform to do that. So reading between the lines, there's more changes ahead. <laughs> Well, I think uh, it's interesting, you know, people that don't like change, the, the best solution for that is to give them a lot of change. Um, but to me, it's, it's not change for change's sake, right? right? It's, it's change because we believe that we are making a difference in the world. We can't change the world, but if we can make our little piece a little bit better, then we believe we're having a positive impact the way we want to. And so it's, it's one step at a time, not change for change's sake but change in growth in a way that we really believe will help us grow with technology, lead the technology, and apply the technology for our customers for the future. Matt, I'm excited about the future. Just listening to you talk, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Thanks so much, Tim. It's been a pleasure. No problem. To learn more about Womack Machine Supply Company and their products, history, and solutions, visit womackmachine.com. To learn more about Morel and their systems and solutions, visit morel-group.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Evolution in Controls on whatever platform you use for podcasts or on YouTube for a video version so you can be updated when we release new episodes. Thank you again for joining us today. I'm Tim Wilson, and remember, keep moving.